I can't believe it, Rhonda said. She raised herself up onto her elbows. She was on the desk, one foot on the swirling chair. The other hooked over your back. She knocked a pile of papers off the desk. You leaned back, your face hot and wet from her cunt. You were kneeling on the floor, and your knees hurt. I can't believe I did this. You said nothing. Your body was still tingling from the flood of white light. But your stomach felt sour. A scene was stuck in your mind like a video stuck in a loop. You show up at Jill's. The doorman smiles and waves you in. Jill meets you at her apartment door with a grin. And you what? Tell her and watch that smile disappear? Or don't tell her and then what? Sitting around her place, trying to grin back at her. Thermos energy gripping you like a fist. Your heart racing. Shit, shit, what have they done to you? You dog girls in line before, smooth as milk. But you couldn't now. You were sure of that. Why not? Was it the program or was it jail? Was it love? You don't need anything, right? Rhonda said. I don't have to do anything for you. Nope, you said. And you won't tell anyone about this, Rhonda said. Don't tell anyone about this. Nope. Oh, it felt so good, Rhonda said. How the hell did they teach you that? Guys can never do it like that. You said nothing. One more time, Rhonda said. One more time and I'll let you go. What the hell, Jill said. I'm telling you, you said. It's something to do with the program. I'm serious, Jill. I want it. Jill, I'm serious about you. Oh, shut the fuck up. Jill said, her hazel eyes blazing. Stop whining. Don't you dare blame it on the program. All the program did was make you tell me. Don't even claim you wouldn't have dogged me without the program. I mean, under an absurdly hypothetical scenario where I'd be with you without the program. Don't even front. Okay, okay, but give me another chance! Shit, why are you even begging? Do you think I care? Jill, it won't... Shut up! You opened a cabinet in the kitchenette and pulled out one shot glass and a bottle of Absolute. She poured put down the bottle and gulped the shot. Then she screwed the cap on and put the bottle away. Then she paced slowly. 
tracing the rim of the empty glass with her thumb. You sat down on the couch, setting your coat down on the coffee table. I'm keeping you, Jill said. I'm fucking keeping you, all right, because you're too good. But God damn it, I won't be dogged. So this is an open relationship as of now. I'm gonna have other guys up here. Ones who haven't done the program. Who still want it, you know? You looked at your feet. A slow burn of red spreading across your cheeks. It felt like the apartment had come loose from the building and was wobbling. Because I like that sometimes. Don't get me wrong, I like you more. What I'm really going to like is telling you about them. She set the glass down on the counter. Maybe more than that, we'll see. You looked up and she was looking at you. Intensely, like trying to read something. Try to see if something was enough. And it must not have been enough because she still looked mad. You were sick of yourself. Of this fucking wimpiness. Maybe you should yell back at her. Or walk. But what were you going to add to? Channel surfing on the threadbare green couch in your crappy house. Christ, you couldn't even jack off! Hearing the guys say sympathetically, Fuck! We knew it couldn't last! You know what a chick like that? Rhonda? Pretty clear what Rhonda wanted. And it didn't include waking up for breakfast together. Then she smiled, thoroughly. Come on in, she said. You stood in front of her bathroom mirror and she opened your pants and fished your dick out. Get hard, she said. And the blood flooded it, pushing it up like a searching finger into a straight swollen erection. She opened the cabinet and took out a big scoop of Vaseline and smothered your cock with it. And you tried not to flinch back from her hand. Now, jack off, she said. But don't come. Jill, he said. I want to watch, she said. And she sounded more eager now than mad. You started stroking gingerly. Ribbons of discomfort slithering around your skin. Orders, you said, like a man. And that fucking did it. The unease and regret in you was washed away in a tide of rage. And you yanked your hand down and up, down and up, over your traitor cock. Squeezing and mauling choking the chicken, gritting your teeth against the fireworks of pain. It was like mauling a broken bone. 
little grunts and sobs of pain were coming out of you. And your cheeks were wet. But you weren't crying. No, fuck that. Just tearing up with agony and anger. You weren't feeling sorry for anything. Maybe you felt safe. Maybe you just were jails and that was that. She pulled a clear, pliant, plastic dildo out of a drawer and slathered it with Vaseline. I'll give you something to make you feel better, she said. And you thought, oh, thank God, she's going to make herself come. It was hard to look at yourself in the mirror. Your red, wet face, your clenched teeth. You closed your eyes. Even harder, she whispered in your ear. And you hurt yourself. You felt her cool hand on your throat. It felt good. Now relax, she said. And she was sliding her slippery finger over your anus. You clenched, and she paused, leaving it there. You forced yourself to relax, and then you lost yourself in the pain. Then you felt the dildo push it against your asshole. And you opened your eyes and cried out, a wordless shout. The tip was in, and though you clenched down, Trying to drive it back, Jill braced herself with her hand against her throat and drove it in. It opened you up and was in you. Blah! You cried. Keep your hand moving, said Jill, and it moved. She fucked you with the dildo, and it felt good. And now you were crying. Open your eyes, said Jill, and come now. Hot white liquid and a sound like thunder and darkness swept in from the edges of your vision. And you felt Jill catching you, her arms around your chest as your body left its footing. You got out of there the next morning when Jill was still asleep. There was a little snow on the ground outside the clinic. It stood under a tree a little way from the guys with the signs, listening to them shout. They kept looking at you like they knew why you were there. Like they were just waiting for you to come over and shout with them. But they knew you weren't ready yet. The guy pulled up in a taxi dressed in a suit and sauntered by the protesters. It was cold. You scuffed your boots and rubbed your hands together. You were late to work. What the hell were you gonna say to Rhonda? Just not go near her? You couldn't seem to make yourself move to the subway. Hey! Hey you! It was three girls in a car at the curb. Not cute girls. Kinda punk girls. Angry clothes. Blaring loud music. Cars were nosing around them. You! 
in the black jacket over here. He walked over to them. The driver and the one at the back were giggling. The other one leaned out of her window. A fat girl, maybe 20, with a mohawk and square glasses. Get in, she said, daring you. He reached for the door. A woman's thumb and fingers closed around your wrist, pulling you back. Sophie! Gary, what are you doing here, Sophie said. Oh, Gary, Sophie said. But why didn't you come in for your one-week evaluation? I didn't know there was one, you said. But didn't you read the brochure? She sighed. You put your face in your hands. It's not supposed to be like that, Sophie said. Your sexual transference acclimation is over-determining your sense of self-agency. I'm booking you today for an emergency readjustment. Stay, Gary. Just wait an hour or so in this room, okay? Until the lab techs are set up. We'll fix this. We'll make this better. Okay, you said. She breathed a sigh of relief. It's my fault, she said. They told me never to say that for liability reasons. But I let you slide through the exit exam. You just seemed happy. She shakes her head. Sophie, you say. Can we, uh... Can we, um... She grins shyly. What? Can we just... One last time. Before they fix me, have sex? She frowns. Gary. You don't need to do that. We'll do it afterward, in a week. We'll do a proper exit exam with all the trivets. No, oh, this, this is for me, it just, you know. Gary, she swallowed. I think that's a bad idea. I just want to say goodbye to it, to this way, with you. She pursed her lips, and there was a hint of a blush on her pale cheeks. You'd have to sign a release form! You nodded. She got up and took a clipboard and clipped a form and a pen to it. It turned around too fast, coming back and knocked the doctor's stool so that it rolled over and slammed into the desk. She handed you the clipboard. Then she shrugged off her lab coat. 